Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. We figured since we've got a bit of spare time on our hands, we'd interview some of our fave celebs and influential figures in the beauty industry and share those interviews with you. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when a bonus episode drops. So today's guest joining us on the podcast is presenter, model, and beauty fanatic, Ksenia Lukic. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. We're very excited to chat to you because you used to be the E-Australia host, and I recall when you got that job. And so I've been kind of following you ever since and seeing all your beauty tutorials on Instagram. So we're looking forward to chatting, but you've kindly taken the time out of your day because you're a new mum. Three weeks in, you said? Yes. Um, how's it all going? It's 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 been pretty crazy. It's been pretty crazy. She's like three and a half weeks old now and mum has very kindly taken her out so we won't have any squawks or cries, hopefully, unless I get like mum barging in the door being like, we need to feed her. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's, it's going really well. It's been such a huge adjustment and like completely turned my world upside down in the most wonderful and crazy way but it's it's definitely a wild ride is there anything you wish that someone had told you before you had the baby I feel like everyone said to me nothing prepares you nothing prepares you and I was like please stop telling me that like I get it I've always been around a lot of newborns I've always been around a lot of children so I thought like I was gonna have this down pat when it happened I think the hardest thing was the first week, particularly just bringing her home from hospital and it was just the relentless nature of the feeding schedule because they say, Mm. oh, they feed every three to four hours, but it's actually not. It's every hour, hour and a half because they go from the start of the feed. So you start feeding and then it takes an hour to an hour and a half to feed them properly if you're breastfeeding and then... We got to do it all over again. And it's like 24 <laughs> hours. So I think that for me was the biggest shock to the system was just like having to be this milk bar literally 24 <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty crazy. But when she's asleep, are you like looking back at all the photos and videos of her? Do you know what? That's the worst <laughs> part of it because I'm asleep and I'm like, I just need some time. I'm going to have a little bit of a break from her. She's sleeping in the other room and I'm scrolling, looking at her and I'm like, this is insane. I've turned into one of those moms. <laughs> I stalk my nephew on his um, monitor. I've got like access to the app. Yeah. And so when I know he's asleep, no, I'll go you don't, him, Joe. It's a bit weird because he's not my child. I swear to God, I do. Do the parents know that you do that? It's like spying. Yes, my brother and sister-in-law know that I look at their son while he sleeps. But they're, <laughs> they're, okay they're with it. so angelic when they're sleeping. Sometimes yes. I'll walk in and I'll be like, I have to wake her up to feed her. And I look at her and I'm like, oh, you're such an angel. And then I wake her yes. up and she starts screaming and I'm like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> um, uh. So you recently opened up about the struggles you and your partner had getting pregnant. Are you hoping that the more women who share their stories publicly, the less sort of stigma there'll be around discussing miscarriage and infertility? I think so. I think for, for us and for me particularly, I've always been quite an open person. I need to share these sorts of things because it, it makes me feel better. And I remember when we were going through it feeling so alone and 
I knew how many of my friends had been through infertility. I knew how many people around me had been through infertility. And yet I still felt so isolated through the whole process. And I really wanted people to know that this wasn't easy for us because for me, what was really challenging is I'd jump on Instagram and another person would be pregnant. Mm. And it just, Mm. it felt like they were just, it was just happening so easily for them. And that was quite disheartening and stressful for me because I was like, why is everyone falling pregnant so easily? But then you delve a little deeper and you talk to them and they go, oh, actually it took us two years. Oh, she's an IVF baby or this, we, Mm. we needed a lot of help with this. So I really wanted to just straight off the bat say, this is how this happened. It wasn't easy for us. It was a long journey. We got really lucky that our pregnancy, our first IVF round actually worked for us. We were really fortunate in that respect, but I wanted people to know that the struggle was still there. It wasn't this, you know, we accidentally had this wild night out and then I fell pregnant and it was the first time we tried and it was whoops, like that's Mm. not how it happened for us. And it's wonderful when that does happen and amazing for people who can fall pregnant like that, but it's not a... It's not a given. A hundred percent. I think that's a really important message and thing to talk about because I've had friends that have also gone through the same thing and I've seen them be so disheartened when they see another person get pregnant Mm -hmm. and they're still trying and they're like, why is it so easy for everyone else? And as you said, like when you do dig deeper, often that's not the case. And it's just, again, something that we see on social media that, you know, isn't real life kind of thing. And it's also like, you know, it's, there's a lot of like, when is it my turn? Mm. When is it my turn? I've been trying for this long. It's my turn now. Why am I still waiting? Why am I, why, why can't I, well, they've only been trying for two months. How come they, they've got it? I've been trying for longer. It's my turn now. That's not fair. Mm. And on often, I think infertility for me really felt like this complete loss of control and this lack of fairness, which unfortunately it's not fair. It doesn't Mm. work like that. I mean, it was so worth the wait. Little Mimi was the one that we were meant to have. And it sounds really Mm. cliche, but she was always supposed to be ours. And, um, Mm. It's pretty special now she's here. Yeah. Well, you look like you're thriving in mum life. (laughs) So I actually remember you winning the competition to become the E-Australia host and I thought, oh, that would literally be the best job ever. Can you tell us about winning the competition and did it end up being the best job ever? It really, it, it was an incredible opportunity for me and I was really plucked from obscurity. I was modelling and I'd done presenting courses and things like that, but I hadn't had my break and um it really was this big break for me and I'm very very grateful for it so basically the the competition process was an open audition but my agents actually sent me the opportunity and said we think you'd be great for this and I auditioned and I think there was about 2,000 people who auditioned it was quite a quite Mm. a high high number and I auditioned and I got through to the next round and I'd done a couple of these like auditions before and I would get through to like the top 10, top five, even like the top two and never go anywhere past that. So I wasn't expecting it to go anywhere. And then we did this like 
big audition day where it was like the top eight. And I thought I completely had bombed the day. I was like, I've there's no way that I'm gonna get this. There's other there was other people there that I thought were better than I was. And then a couple of days later I got the call that they wanted me. And it was again another one of those moments where everything changed literally overnight. Mm. And I went from modeling to interviewing Angelina Jolie. Like it was crazy. And such an incredible experience for me and an amazing learning learning experience. Like what I learned in that first year, because I really had to learn on the job. So what I learned in that first year was incredible. You got to interview so many celebs during your time. We really, really, really want to know what was the best and worst celebrity encounter that you had, if you're allowed to say. Well... I was don't skimp on the details. (laughs) I was thinking about this and I've got a couple of absolute favorites, but I kind of wanted to share something a little bit different with you guys. My best and worst or two experience that I had with the same celebrity where one interview was terrible and one interview was really great. Mm -hmm. So my very first interview with Zac Efron. And I was really excited to meet him. He was like a childhood crush. Like I was so excited to meet him. And I met him and it was at this like cinema. It was for a premiere for Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. And I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed. He was really disconnected. He didn't want to answer any of the questions. It was just like he wasn't he wasn't there. And I was like, that was so sad. That was so disappointing. What a crappy interview. And then a couple maybe it was like a year or two later, he came back out here and I had another interview with him and I was like, oh, great, like I've got to interview Zac Efron again. <laughs> so I had very low expectations. And then I interviewed him again and it was fabulous. <laughs> and he was so sweet and warm and open and I kind of like had my redeeming interview with Zac Efron and I was like, oh. And that kind of really made me go, you can't judge someone after mm, one time yes. of meeting them. You could be having a bad day, I think, and just not be on your best. Now, yeah. you never, I was going to ask, did you ever interview Colin Farrell? I don't think he's ever been to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never did interview Colin okay. Farrell. The listeners will understand. <laughs> Hannah's just got a personal agenda there. Oh, I do love a bit of Colin. He's very, but I mean, he wasn't, he hasn't been really in any movies or anything where he's done big press yeah. tours or anything like that. No. Yeah, he's low key. Like Hannah, I don't think he's really that famous. He's low key like <laughs> He was extremely famous, but like, I think, yeah, you know. Miami Vice yeah. time, he was very famous. Yeah. And he's gorgeous at the accent. <laughs> he's out here at the moment. He just did quarantine in Sydney. I know. I know what hotels he's staying at. Just joking. Yeah. <laughs> send him send him something in quarantine. Send him a little prezi. Yeah. I, I swear Australia is Hollywood now or like Byron Bay Gold Coast is Hollywood now. It is because we can actually shoot here at the moment. I mean, there's yeah. so many productions and, I mean, the rules are a lot easier here than they are anywhere else in the world. Like mm. people can actually mm. interact with one another 
So it doesn't surprise me, but there's a lot of celebs here at the moment. Mm, mm. A lot. And are there back to the celebs during your time at E, who are you the most starstruck by? There's a few that I was like quite taken aback by. Mm. Cindy Crawford was one of them, mm. mainly because she's so gorgeous. I interviewed her. She came out here for Omega. She's just so beautiful. I was like talking to her and I was like kind of got a little bit lost in her face. (laughs) So she was definitely up there with someone that I was a bit like, whoa, you're quite phenomenal. And then when I first interviewed Angelina Jolie, it was the very, it was actually one of the first big interviews I'd ever done. And that's probably the most nervous I've ever been for an interview because I had been doing the job for maybe six weeks Mm. and I was very, very green and I had two or three minutes on the carpet with her and Brad Pitt was there and it was like this huge, (laughs) it was a huge deal and E in the US were picking up the interview. So basically it wasn't just an Australian interview, it was going all through the US too. So I was beside, I was so nervous and she was just, you know, the biggest star in the world at the time mm. and still is one of the biggest stars in the world. And she definitely, like, took my breath away a little bit. Luckily I got through the interview but... My my voice was a little bit high pitched on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I know the feeling when we've had like skincare people on the podcast. I, I've been beside myself, and Hannah's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, I no. feel like our <laughs> really our first interview that we did, like the these bonus episodes, Joe. I remember we we were going to sh our pants. I remember us saying yeah, that. Yeah, it was Chris Appleton. I was so nervous. Yeah, I mean, there's some huge people. You're like, oh my god, you're so talented. Mm. everyone we've interviewed has ended up being just very normal yeah I don't know if they're putting on an act but they seem very normal (laughs) and down to earth like there's no one that's been like really like shut down it does actually kind of make you realize once you start doing interviews with very famous people you realize that they're just like everyone else like they get yeah and this is why I do like give people quite a bit of leeway and I don't say I hate this person because, yeah. you know, people get tired, people get exhausted. You mm. have a crappy day, you have a good day, you you know, mm. everybody needs to poop, you know. If someone, <laughs> if, I was thinking about this, if I had people coming up to me in the street asking to take my photo, I would just say, f*** off, like, by the end of it. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be sick of it. Can you imagine being hungover or sick? Yeah. And, mm. you know, when you... I don't know if you guys do this, but I certainly do. If, I, if I've had a, I have, look, I haven't had a hangover in a really long time. So this is like, <laughs> we're talking about a while ago now. But you, you've got a hangover and you're nipping out to go get some food or something. Mm. And you're in your daggiest trackies. Mm. You look awful. Can you imagine doing that and being mm. really, really famous and people wanting to take a photo with you? You'd just yeah. be like, oh my God, please just leave me alone. Leave me alone. Yeah. Just give yeah. me five minutes. <laughs> To be human. I went through the Macca's drive-thru in my dressing gown um, no, you Friday didn't. night. And 
Yeah, I did. I do it all the time. But the issue with this time was that there was a line and so I'd paid, but then I was stopped at the window. And so the people in the Maccas were just looking at me in my dressing gown. I was just like staring ahead, like, please don't look at me. I know I'm in my dressing gown. Yeah, the the shame goes out the window when you need a Maccas run in the dressing gown. Absolutely. You know, I need my Maccas and I'm not changing. So I can't imagine being papped in that situation. I agree, Hannah. I probably would get aggressive as well. Mm. Now, we actually wanted to bring you on the podcast because you are a major beauty junkie. You do heaps of makeup tutorials on your Instagram. Did I hear that you used to do your own makeup when you'd be on set, like you didn't use makeup artists? Yes, yes, primarily. Obviously, for like big events, I would get my makeup done Mm. and hair and makeup done for, you know, big award shows and things like that. But for my everyday shooting, I did my own hair and makeup, mainly out of necessity because we just didn't have the budget to, to hire a hair and makeup artist every time. But I also just loved it. Again, mm. it's a control thing. Like I liked being in control of the way that I looked. And I think over the years just got better and better at it And because I was doing it every day and then mm. picking up little tips from the makeup artist when I would actually get to work with them. But I really, really loved it. And still love doing my makeup. It's just a fun, I actually find it really relaxing. Well, I find mm. your tutorials very relaxing. Sometimes I watch them before bed. Mm. Oh, thank you. I, I mean, I really like doing them. I'm actually thinking of doing another one. But at the moment, I, you know, the amount of makeup I wear is very little and it takes. I feel like you've got to do a yeah. mum version. I think I might. Mum friendly makeup version. I might do yeah. a mum makeup, five minute mum makeup, <laughs> which is all I can manage at the moment. What's in your makeup bag? What are some of your fave prods? Well, I brought it with me because I was like. Yay. Great. I was like, I've, we love a prepared guest. <laughs> I was like, I have like my makeup area, which has all of my makeup, but at the moment, it's very, very limited of what I'm using every day because the timing is, it's a little hard to do my makeup if I get makeup on at all right now, but it does make me feel better. It's amazing what a bit of fake tan and some makeup can do to your mood. Amazing. So at the moment, what I'm using every day, my mum kit, uh, I have the Nude Sticks Tinted Cover Foundation, which is really good, like, slap on like I don't even use a brush with this one I just use my fingers because that's faster (laughs) that one's really good the Huda Beauty Fair bronzer cream which is a great like cream contour bronzer thing which when you're anemic which is what I am at the moment after giving birth (laughs) a bit of bronzer is very helpful um I also have my this is one of my favorites it's a 3CE Take a Layer Cabbage Rose Chick Chick Tint. Oh, I've never seen that before. So this is a Korean brand, 3CE. Ah, I okay. It when I was in Seoul. It's the most beautiful. Like, I'm going to show you guys, but the, those listening on the podcast, yeah, can't see this. <laughs> it's like, it is a very beautiful color. It's a beautiful sort of deep rosy color and it's Mm. really nice on cheeks and lips and again makes me just look alive when you're feeling a little bit pale and tired um Mm -hmm. what else do I have in here an eyelash curler of course yep necessity everyone gets lash lifts now but I don't yeah I don't have a lash lift uh what else oh hourglass fiber gel brow gel Mm -hmm. just to brush up those uh, those brows 
I quite like a natural bushy brow. Yes. And then just like a Paradise Ecstatic Mascara from L'Oreal. Yes. Mm. Oh, I love that mascara. Did I hear you're also a Giorgio Armani Luminous Silk fan? Is that what you used to wear on set? I love that foundation. Mm. It's. I've been using that since I was 17. When I first started modelling, that's what they used to use on set all the time. Mm. And yeah, it is a makeup artist fave. I've been using that for so long and I always go back to it. It's $95 a pop or something, but... I think it's gone up. Honestly, I think they increased oh, the price. It? I think it's like 105 now. It used to be 99. It's so expensive, but it is so good. And I always mm. like say to people when they're like, "Oh, I don't know if I can spend that much money on foundation." I'm like, "But it is the best foundation that you'll buy. Mm. It's such a good one and works on so many different skin types." Well, if that testimonial is not enough to convince you, I don't know what is. <laughs> I know. And then, oh, this is this has been a real essential over the last three weeks, uh, Laura Mercier Secret Camouflage Concealer. Ah, yes. It's a popular one. Again, I like that it has two colours in the pan so you can kind of mix and it's great for a bit of brightening and it spot conceals and it's a good one. It has a compact in it so that you can actually see what you're doing. But this has kind of been something that even if I can't get anything on my skin, I'll get a little bit of this Laura Mercier on there and then I feel a little bit more alive. And again, I've been using this for a really long time. There's nothing really new or revolutionary in here. Mm. These are just like my old favourites, staples. Once you discover the favourites, it's hard to move away from them. It is. I mean, I've got (laughs) lots of other concealers that I really love, but I keep coming back to the Laura Mercier. Yeah. And what are the best tricks that you think you've learnt over the years? Because, like, obviously you started, you know, not really knowing that much about makeup. You would have been used to doing your makeup for some shoots. But what are the best tricks you've learnt from makeup artists or just from doing your own makeup over the last few years? Um, I think for me the the best is a little bit of a less is more approach. Mm. So things like powder, I know sometimes people get a bit fearful of powder. They're like, I don't want to bake. I don't want to look like... I've got this big and, it, and then it gets cakey and it gets uncomfortable to wear all day. You don't have to do that. You can just go onto the little chin, onto the forehead, into the inner corners of the eyes and set that eye makeup. So I definitely think a little bit of a less is more approach and certainly the same with foundation. You can always build it up. And most makeup artists that I've worked with, they don't start with like six pumps of foundation on their face. They mm. build it up. You start yep. a little bit more sheer and you build and build and build until you get your desired coverage and you get a much more natural finish then because the skin has time to warm into it. It has time to settle. It all kind of looks a little bit more cohesive. So that's definitely one of my big, big tips. Also, I think a, a one of my favourite ones, for those who don't get a lash lift, is heat your <laughs> eyelash curler. With a blow dryer, that's mm. one of my favourites because then it kind of acts like a curling tongue for your lashes. Yeah, you got to be careful with that one so you don't burn your eyelid. But <laughs> Yes, I would always recommend testing that on a different yeah. surface before you get onto your eyelids, but that's definitely one of my favourite ones. Those are my two big ones. Definitely the less is more. And, oh, using bronzer as eyeshadow is also mm. just like the best thing ever. So we have a segment on our regular podcast episodes called 
don't judge, but it's PWDKWN. <laughs> a lot of people can't believe that we know that off by heart. The product we didn't know we needed. So do you have one that you could share with us today? I do. It's kind of beauty related, but also mum related. And it's a little <laughs> bit, it's not the sexiest thing in the world, but it has been essential item for me these last couple of months. And it's my insulated water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love a slightly beauty-related one. <laughs> I know. Okay, so it's the Frank Green one-litre insulated water bottle. So I'm currently breastfeeding, so I go through like six litres of water a day. And wow. this thing is like an absolute godsend in the middle of the night when I want cold water because it, it stays cold. And also we should all be drinking a lot more water for our beautiful dewy skin and I think also really great if you were in an office and you know didn't want to get up to the tea point every five seconds you can fill up your trusty water bottle and have cold water whenever you want and I know it's not a sexy product but I keep raving about it to my husband I'm like this is the best thing ever I love this water (laughs) bottle I didn't know I could be so obsessed with a water bottle (laughs) I mean, it's the things that get you excited, isn't it? Amazing. Love that PWD KWN from you. Thank you so much for joining us on the episode today. It's been such a joy to chat to you and good luck with Mimi. We're sure you'll love mum life. So thanks for taking the time to chat to us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was really lovely to get back to a little bit of normalcy. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.